0: Welcome to the Divorced and Happy Podcast, where we discuss all things ACT-2. I'm your host, Sadie Marie. I am so excited to be with you today solo. I am going solo all month in July. It's just you and me having delicious conversation on what we've learned after divorce. And one thing that I have learned after my divorce, is that I am a recovering good girl. My name is Sadie Marie, and I am a recovering good girl. Maybe you are as well. I know most of my life, I have felt the constant need to apologize, and after being on social media in the last year of my life with this podcast, it has been very clear to me that a lot of women in my generation have had the same experience. We have felt like we've had to apologize for pretty much everything. Trivial things like bumping into someone at the store or making a request or apologizing if someone couldn't hear us and needs us to speak louder or apologizing when we didn't immediately respond to a text or an email, always saying sorry. I know there was a time in my life when someone could have spit on my shoe and I would have apologized for it. I'm sorry. Did my shoe offend you? Did I wear the wrong shoe today? What did my shoe do wrong? You know you do it too, right? And men, if you are listening to this podcast, I just want you to hop on this Recovering Good Girl ride, this RGG ride, just lean into it just lean into it. You'll gain some compassion. You'll gain some more awareness of a woman's journey in this world that we live in. It's going to make you more emotionally available, which will in return make women find you more desirable. It'll lead to more sex, et cetera, et cetera. Just trust me on this. Just lean in, guys. Lean into this episode. So I, like so many women in my generation, I'm a Gen Xer, have gotten the art of apologizing down. I mean, I could put it on my resume as a special skill. I also live in the Midwest and that could be another factor because I believe we Midwestern ladies are just especially good at apologizing. Like we could have competitions, bring out the medals. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no. You think you're sorry, but I'm really sorry. No, I'm the sorriest. Is that a word? I don't know. Ladies on the coasts, I'm just going to say we Midwestern ladies will crush you when it comes to saying sorry. And I was actually, I was actually a quiet and sensitive kid. I know some people who know me now will find that hard to believe, but I was a very sensitive kid and I was raised by a perfectionist and I lived in, you know, like the eighties, seventies, eighties, where women were still pretty much second-class citizens. So I learned at a young age that I just wasn't enough. I wasn't I smart enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't good enough. And I better start apologizing for it. I better start apologizing for having opinions or feelings, especially feelings, because I was a very sensitive kid. And of course, my imperfections. But I also learned that there was power in being sweet. My birth name, I'm coming out here today, I'm really going for it. My birth name is Sarah. Such a sweet name, isn't it? Sweet, sensitive Sarah. And even more powerful than being sweet. Was being, that's right, good. Oh, being good was the ticket, honey. So I got really good at being sweet, being good, being quiet, being passive, looking the right way, saying the right thing, doing the right thing, a.k.a. pleasing, overachieving, and always asking others for permission. Is it okay that I do this? Is it okay that I feel this way? Is it okay that I look this way? Is it okay that I want this? Can you please give me permission? Can you please affirm me so I know I'm okay? Everyone nodding your head listening to this. Does this sound familiar? And who did the teachers love? The good girl. And who did the other moms want their kids to play with? The good girl. Of course, my good girl, perfectionistic, passive behavior carried over into my friendships and my dating relationships. Forget feeling powerful in a relationship when you're a good girl. You can't even achieve what I now know in midlife is called reciprocal relationships. I didn't even know what those were until like three years ago. If you're a recovering good girl in midlife, you know where I'm going with all of this. So intermarriage, right? And my good girl mindset, what did it do? It led me to feel like a victim in my marriage. I felt like things were always happening to me. I didn't feel like I had options or a real say in decisions. I just had to suck it up and cope. And how did I do that? I overate, I overspent, constantly was productive, trying to be a good girl, even when I was married. And my constant apologizing to my ex-husband, it didn't make things any better. In fact, it only made me feel more powerless. But fortunately, that is not where my story ended and like all good stories, I had a reversal. Now the reversal is the moment in the story when something dramatic happens that changes the course of action for the heroine. And what was my reversal? It was my divorce. It was my divorce. And what I've learned on being on the other side of divorce is constant apologizing and pleasing never leads to a place of power, nor does trying to be perfect or constantly attempting to be good. All of that really is quite exhausting. And actually, I'm over it. Are you over it? I bet you are. So thank you, divorce, for teaching me this. I now know I was never a victim in my marriage. I just had the mindset of a victim, which I no longer have. I know, after a lot of internal work, lots of therapy, that I have full control of how I think and how I respond and how I behave and who I surround myself with. And I have full control of who gets my time and attention and who does not. And guess who gets a lot more of my time and attention now after my divorce? I do. And post-divorce, I've actually had fun. Yes, I've had fun practicing a new way. I call it the recovering good girl way. Like being direct. It's amazing, especially when dating and setting expectations of how I want to be treated in relationships. The word reciprocal now is one of my favorite words. I use it all the time. I also like practicing being kind to myself and not taking myself as seriously. I like laughing at myself because I do some funny, silly shit. Good for me. I'm human. And I also am very mindful of how many times in one day I say the word sorry. I think today I said it twice. It's pretty good. Pretty good for a recovering good girl. That is trickier because... That whole story, that is conditioned deep in me. Always apologizing for most of my life, but I am practicing a new way. So today I am publicly declaring as a recovering good girl, five things that I'm no longer apologizing for. And I want all of you recovering good girls and gentlemen leaning in and listening to hold me accountable. And I'm going to do the same for you. So number one, I am no longer apologizing for someone else's behavior. If you're acting like junk, I'm going to let you own all of that junkiness. I'm not apologizing for it anymore. Feels good. Number two, I'm no longer apologizing for my feelings. I get to have them. I have a lot of them. I'm going to own them and take care of them and express them, but I'm not apologizing for them anymore. Yay. Number three, I am no longer apologizing for saying no to something I don't want to do. I don't have to apologize for saying no to something I don't want to do or just saying no, period. I don't want to do it. That's enough. All right. Number four, I am no longer apologizing for not having it all together all the time. Sometimes I have it all together and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I make choices I wish I could take back, but I learn from that and that's plenty. So I am done apologizing for not having it all together all the time. Feels good. All right. Number five, I am no longer apologizing for being direct about what I want and what I think. I'll do my best to tell it in a respectful manner, but being direct is speaking my truth and I like it and I'm not apologizing for it. And it's not being bossy either, sidebar. Okay, that feels good. That feels good. It feels good to be a recovering good girl. Feels authentic, feels freeing, feels honest feels powerful. And this powerful path of being a recovering good girl also led me back to a nickname I had in my 20s, Sadie. Sadie is the fiercest part of me. Sadie is the most direct, unapologetic part of me. Sadie is the most free-spirited, playful part of me. So after my divorce, I decided Sadie's back and she is and I'm loving her. Transformation is delicious, right? And I know Being a Recovering Good Girl is a lifestyle, it's a lifelong journey, and I am not sorry about that. Now, I want to know how long you've been on your Recovering Good Girl path, and I want to know what was your divorce catalyst, if you've never been married and you've never been divorced, what was the catalyst? I'd love to hear about it. If you're a guy listening, I want you to consider how you can be an ally to We Recovering Good Girl's. Because I know you're emotionally available, because emotionally available men are everywhere. So guys, we need you as allies. And as a human being listening to this episode, I really want to know, what are you done apologizing for? I'm going to ask that one more time. What are you, as a human being, what are you done apologizing for. I want to hear about it. So find me on Facebook and or Instagram at Sadie's Divorced and Happy and direct message me. Or you can email me at Sadie at divorcedandhappy.net and tell me what you are done apologizing for. I want to hear it. I want to hear all about it. Let's get this conversation started. Let's unite. Recovering good girls unite if you've found value in this episode, Please subscribe, follow, rate, review, share. I want you on this life after divorce path with me. It's a happy one. It's a happy one. And if you've found value in this podcast or in today's episode, I want you to consider buying me a cup of coffee. Now, how do you do that, you ask? You just go to buymeacoffee.com backslash Sadie Marie and you can buy me a cup or two. And I thank you in advance for your support. It's been so fun going solo with you today, and I look forward to doing it every Thursday this month. Next month, I will be back with all of my amazing guests. I have some amazing guests for you in August. I'm so excited. And some fun additions to the episodes. Things are popping over here. I'm feeling inspired. Going to mix it up a little bit, add a little more flavor, add some fun, happy layers. Can't wait you're going to love it. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, a recovering good girl, baby. And I cannot wait to connect with you on the next podcast episode. Until then you take good care.